commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! From the Dune Sea of Tatooine, I'm Chris Combank, and you're listening to Coral World News, your holiday news show for in-depth coverage of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your new segment rundown for January 6, 2022. The Book of Boba Fett. And now we have Ben Grant Adam to talk about The Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 2, The Tribes of Tatooine. All right. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much, Grex. Greetings, Adam. Greetings, Grant. Uh, good to be here with you after another exciting episode of Book of Boba Fett. Really exciting episode. Uh, much longer than the last. 52 minutes on this one. I, I know. I thought of you, Ben, when I saw that that running time. <laughs> yeah, I had, like, mislooked at it. It felt like a full, like, feature-length film when I was watching it. I was overjoyed. Overjoyed. Oh, yeah. And great, then, great of course, insights. the content. Great insights were gained into the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah. Uh, so it was a Steph Green directed this one, but uh, felt like there's a lot of, there's Robert Rodriguez dripping off the walls of a uh, Tatooine <laughs> bar on this one um, with sparks and uh, even Even voice is one of the most, I think, intriguing and compelling characters we've had <laughs> on screen in the Mandoverse thus far in Mayor Moke Shai's, uh <laughs> loved this character, uh, and it voiced by Robert Rod- Rodriguez. And again, there are scenes in this in this episode that I think just evoke Rodriguez films. They're to kind the, of like the, the transitioning yeah. fade, the crossfading, the rapid crossfading. Yeah. It's it's really evocative of some of his old work, but also beautifully directed by Steph Green. Yeah, Shout so out to good. Steph. To the point where before, you know, the, the name isn't until the very end. And I didn't look at, up anything about the episode at the end or about halfway through. I turned to Carly, which was just like, yeah, I think this is uh, one of the Rodriguez episodes. Like, it just felt so much like his stuff. Right. I really thought it was was going to be him. This is they are. I, I mean, we're only two episodes in, but stylistically, this feels more coherent in some ways than the Mandalorian, which makes sense because the Mandalorian is a very episodic show and this is not this is very clearly yeah, an arc long play. And so, yeah um yeah i adored this one um yeah it, it just definitely this answered like all the all the things i was the questions i was asking in the last one or, or really giving me all the things i wanted where i was like last episode felt like robert rodriguez light and this was um robert rodriguez full-bodied yeah yeah agreed um, should we start at the beginning here um, with, with that like opening scene? It is my favorite. It's actually my backdrop on my T, uh, PlayStation right now, <laughs> which is the like wide shot of Jabba's palace. And you see uh, Fennec Shan just schlepping up yeah. the desert, the dunes. <laughs> the dunes. You're, you're like, where's the land speeder? Like, does she right. did she get a land speeder? Is there? How did she get here? And then they're the like most budget yeah. cartel ever. They like we, they can't afford a speeder <laughs> to like carry <laughs> themselves around in. Like they show in Mokshay's later is like you have no idea how to run a crime family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just right? like okay, all right. There's some doubt being cast here. Oh, you know Which what? That just made true. me think of something. So I was wondering where Slave One, that's, I don't know if that's not unwoke to say that, but that's the name of both. It is, so. it is canon name. I think they are not packaging it that yeah. way, but like it is definitely still canon name. Okay. No, well, even though there's a large, there was a large 
section of the internet got angry that they changed the name. They didn't. They're just. They're, I honestly think it's a non-issue. It's just not it's politicized, it. and it's oh. it's really just disturbing that. It's we, yeah. Part. It was a slave hauler. Yeah. There was slaving yeah. in this fake galaxy that went on. Well, it's not saying it's a good thing. It's just like that's was the use of that ship. I think the other thing is for packaging for sales. It says Boba Fett's ship, which, by the way, how many people know the name of Boba Fett's ship? So if you're trying to sell Legos or you're trying to sell a, a, a toy to a kid, you would put Boba's Boba Fett's ship on the packaging, not Slave One. Yeah, but okay. in my day, Adam, um, it said Slave One. And you're like, that's the name of Boba Fett's ship. Because, like, yeah. you know, that, that's how I found out. You small, know? insular group of kids love Star Wars. And now Star Wars is. I don't know. I, I always refer to that ship as Boba Fett's ship. I really never took time to, like, yeah. tackle it. I, oh, really? I, I, know. I, mean, can, I really. I would say give more credit to the silhouette work they do there. I mean, that ship is iconic. It's, there's only one person, like. They play the like theme songs for right, right. you know mm -hmm. Boba Fett when you see it like that's that's the ship. As soon as you see that, I don't know that just like nestled into my heart forever, and I'm let like, me, All right, I'll never forget that silhouette. Let me counter that. All right, and I agree because you're right because it is all about silhouettes. Like we can, and that's one of the great things about Lucas's design or or, or Lucasfilm's design for ships. Yeah, but that's assuming that the kid is going to the store and not the grandparent to buy the toy for mm -hmm. the kid who says, I don't know what right, right, Boba right, Fett's right. ship, right? Like, like, so that's right. my, which one's Boba Fett's ship. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's, so that's like, my counter. Oh, you know, I think it's all marketing. I think it's all marketing. It does. It is. A, it is an odd name for a ship. It makes sense in a false universe, but I get, I get why they're not packaging that way, but it's still, yeah. if you go to the Wikipedia and you go to the Lucas stuff, it's still under slave one. Okay. Anywho, yeah. what I was going to say is that I think I realized where it is. I think it's parked in uh, Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah, that would make I sense. Think there's there's a hangar in that place. There's one for the sail barge, so it wouldn't be in there because, I mean, theoretically, the barge would have been there when Boba was um, before Return of the Jedi. But I, I wonder if it's just parked in there already still. But, yeah. Nevertheless, you, we don't see it in this episode, and I don't know when we're going to see it, but hopefully we do get some aerial, um, you know, dogfights later in, I mean, in the season or in the next season, whenever they want to do it. But, I'm not yeah. going to steal Grant's thunder for later, but they like to really draw out the reveal of something in a very dramatic way. So when we do get Boba Fett's ship coming out of there, right. it's going to be dramatic there's gonna be lots of drums <laughs> and it's gonna be drawn out and it's gonna be spray Bomar monks just playing drums. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, but we we do get we get we go right back into the throne room in this episode. Yeah. At the start. And what a quality scene. Like what an incredible yeah. scene where they're trying to get this assassin of the the order of the night wind to to, to speak about <laughs> who hired him and you know uh, I just made up. some night wind and I was and gonna we, say can we talk about night wind or should we just leave it alone and not address it I mean I think we're all guilty of night wind I yeah mean, that's just the human one of one of our greatest been, flaws morning wind is kind of the worst <laughs> I've been I've been elbowed a couple times because of night wind <laughs> <laughs> I mean wait so I mean this is kind of deep 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 inside baseball here but uh the 
Destic character from like the comics kind of looks like. Yeah, I, that's a, what I was wondering. Yeah, I was similarity. like, it's going to be revealed he's Crimson Dawn, but yeah. then they called him Nightwind. But it, it, it's not unrealistic to think that Crimson Dawn contracted Nightwind. <laughs> contracted I mean, Nightwind. From, you, like, never, too many Miller lights. Yeah, you never want to be assailed by Nightwind. Like that is <laughs> never the best option. Um, yeah, that's but, any- <laughs> but anyways... The character's pard Paul Darnell, and I want to find him because, like, <laughs> I, he was, like, so menacing looking until he starts talking when he gets thrown in the Rancor pit. And then he sounds yeah. like some guy from The Office, and I'm just, I was like, what? Okay. I am so If you will board. not speak, you have no need for your head. And, like, yeah. Yeah. like it's like, it's the mayor! It's the mayor! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of classic Western, though, where they just, it like, is the breaking, the like, complete breaking of the kind of the townie. I love the 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 Fennec Shea and Boba Fett bad cop and slightly lesser bad cop. Oh, it's like Michael. It's like Michael Corleone and uh, Robert Duvall. Like the yeah, totally. like, like it's and Fennec Shea is the consigliere. It's, yeah, it's great. It's perfect. I love this dynamic. Yeah, it's really yeah really fun. Um, I noticed on my second watching of this that um, when uh, Fennec Shea hits the like rancor trap. Uh, the Gamorrean guard sprints. Up <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just fall. like sprints, like yay. Yeah. Well, uh, we know what happened to his brother. Exactly. Exactly. It, you know, fool me once, uh, shame on me. But uh, yeah, um, that was great. It was a good bit. And um, you know, I was like, oh yeah, Luke Skywalker killed that Rancor. So uh, I guess hey. Good Fortuna didn't get a new one yet. Yeah, did you at all? Did you? I, I did. Did you think we were going to get another Rancor? I was sitting there, and I love that we didn't, but I was sitting there going, did they get another one? Did they get another one? Right. And then I was... I, I was, didn't think they I wanted to because, see one uh, really bad. Yeah. The lighting, it was a little too bright. Yeah. yeah like, tonally, yeah. it didn't feel like there would be a Rancor there. It just played perfectly. I, I figured that's what was going to happen, but I was like, did they? Could they? You know, it was just enough yeah. of a tease. They need to get another Rancor. I. What's the over-under on the uh, if we see a Rancor in that pit before uh, the end of the series? I I mean, I don't know. All Two bets one, are off because they, did, one. they did stuff in this episode that I did not think was going to happen. So I think we're going to get I think we're going to get Rancors. I think we're going to get every character we've ever wanted. I don't know. I was, I was pretty four. on the money for a specific reveal. Uh, shall we go there? <laughs> I mean, we get we can't skip Mock Shays, though. Like we no, can't skip no, the yeah. mayors. So, no, yeah. yeah, we definitely can't. Uh, yeah, so he gets there. We got the uh, hipster um, like front desk clerk, um, which is actually might have one of my favorite parts of it. It's too. more comedic after every viewing, I have to say. Yeah, uh, played by Galen Howard. I also want to find out who that dude is because like, I feel like it's important. Um, I love the underlings in this show. It's my favorite thing already. Like. That character, the 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 tw- the Twi'lek, the Twi'lek character, I just like give me more of these like just yeah. the day to day people in the criminal organizations. You're like, ugh, I gotta go and work for my boss again. Yeah, the major domo was like, oh, yep. un- he was like full like Brant in this. If you're yeah, this award is not given well every, every year, but um, oh yeah, that's the first lady when she was um um yes yes the yeah. <laughs> The first lady, not not of California, of the United States. <laughs> Sorry, that's a very bad Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, yeah. impression, but uh, yes, he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, then we get in oh, there and then yeah, some dialogue, pretty pretty satisfying dialogue in that room. Oh, I think fantastic dialogue in this room. I think, uh, you know, he says, like, I am not the fool, Mark Shez, and those who thought otherwise no longer draw breath. Like, I thought that line was just perfect. Like, some of these lines that Tomorrow Morrison's delivering. I think Tomorrow Morrison is what's making this show so incredible, incredibly fun to watch. Like, it's just elevating it to another level. Um, and for me, it's like a cut above Mando just because it feels like almost everything Boba Fett says is almost like historic like it's it's yeah. so iconic his voice is so iconic like the, the world building depends on his image and his persona in such a major way that like just whatever that character does just it's it's gonna echo you know throughout the, the history and i mean again you can't understate the weight of the task on his shoulders yeah and, and i watch this every time and i'm like this is not i like i had no idea who boba fett was before this show in reality, when you think about it, right, sure. you yeah. can see notions and I'm loving what they're doing, what he's doing with this, because it still seems true to those, that character you see for all of like 30 seconds <laughs> in yeah. Star Wars movies. Right. But man, I, I just I'm I am same utterly impressed every time with him. They're, he, they're using him perfectly. He's so good with that character. That's incredible. And so I mean, I was the, gonna... the Lauren Fuse dialogue is just bring it to yeah level. bring it i was gonna ask Talking you about, about him because uh, the gumta <laughs> you're sweating like a gumta on mustafar like <laughs> yes give me more yeah. lines like that like from that. boba fett it yeah. sounds so good um yeah i was gonna ask you adam because grant and i talked about it before but what do you think as far as um boba fett out of the helmet is he still performing like boba fett under the helmet no i think it's i i don't necessarily feel the same way like he 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 takes on a persona with that helmet and it's, and it's yes. like, what I love about it is like, episode. I'm it's enjoying really both Boba Fett's we're getting, but like he, when he puts on that helmet, he moves and reacts and acts just like the, again, wh however many minutes we get him in the two movies we get him in. Right. right? Like it feels like that Boba Fett. And then when his helmet's off, he's just, he's, he's not kind of a dude. He's, he kind of hangs on the words yeah. a little longer when the helmet's on and yep. sounds a little bit more sinister um it's just it's beautiful yeah. what tomorrow morrison's doing because when he takes the helmet off it, there's a little bit of uh, it's a little bit more of a noble chivalrous sort of knightly character like leader mm -hmm. but when the helmet's on it feels pretty all business dangerous. yeah I everything like he says feels like there's a threat underneath it mm -hmm. yeah which is who we know him to be because that's all we ever saw him in the movies right and so it makes sense that you have that rule probably the writers have that rule is like helmet on we we borrow from the movies helmet off. We can create this character a little. Yeah, more. he's I, so I listened to it like with some focus on this one and like this time through. And yeah, he's definitely still a man of few words, but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I would totally agree. He's a different guy. And that stands in total contrast to the Mandalorian where I mean, we don't see Din Djarin without his helmet much. But when he does, it still looks like he has his helmet on. And like mm -hmm. that's yeah. a great that's a great trick to do as well. Yeah. Um. So rad. So then um, he heads off to the bar. Unless there was anything else, um, uh, Mark Shaiz, you want? No, I think I think that final line. The, the, I guess the final line to highlight is uh, Mark Shaiz tells Boba, you know, running a family is more complicated than bounty hunting, and that's yeah. kind of critical right there. And it, and obviously and he's not should, wrong. We should mention that Mark Shaiz yeah. has one of his his bodyguards shoot the uh, assassin of the of the Night Wind, <laughs> kill the wind. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that guy he gets taken broke out the real quick and... before before that character can really explain the the 
the, the how he was hired, you know, who he's working for exactly, and if yeah. he was in, affiliated with the, ma- the mayor in any way. So that that felt kind of deceitful. Like that felt. I mean, there's a lot more storytelling I think that's going to take go on with with yeah. Lok Chai. He's, uh, he's I don't trust him. I don't think you're meant to trust him as a character. He felt his voice felt kind of hushed yeah. and uh, it, it, I it was not it felt deceptive from the moment. It, it, there's a lot to read into that situation. Yeah, Lok Chai uh, isn't going to just roll over. He's, no, he still feels like he has Boba Fett exactly where he wants him. And that's the thing. I'm going to skip ahead a little bit all the way to the end. <laughs> For a second, not sure. the end of the episode, but the end of my judgments where I'm like, we had talked a bit about after episode one, you know, how long are we going to be on Tatooine? And I was of the impression I was I'm like, let's get off of Tatooine as soon as possible. And now I'm like, let's stay on Tatooine forever and ever because they really <laughs> are building out this world, yeah. the underworld in a yeah. way that I'm like, oh, I, I turned to Carla. I'm like, we may not leave Tatooine all seven episodes I, and i love this new lens on uh on family like yeah. uh, this this episode called uh tribes of tattooing it's showing the kind of close-knit bonds of the huts the tuscans and then in boba's only family Django fett and these flashbacks kind of figuring out where he lies and how he thinks about mm-hmm. family and then obviously him and fennec shand are, are growing to be a family and building a crime family of some kind here so there's a lot of there's a new angle. I think there's a new lens, a uh, new angle on the whole family theme and in yeah. Star Wars, and I I like that a lot. Well, why don't we get there? I think it's time for a victory lap. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, Grant has. I called multiple. There's multiple things I called here, guys. So I said it's it would only be organic if a hut came into the picture here. Yeah. Like he did many. He's times. obviously moving in on Jabba's territory. Obviously, the, the huts are a very powerful crime syndicate still operating at large in the hut space. They have a huge, t- you know, swath of the galaxy that's under their control. Um, it's only fitting that characters related to Jabba uh, come into the picture. And that's exactly what we got in this episode. And it's a stunning effect, honestly. Like, he, so Boba and Fennec go to Garza Fwip's sanctuary. <laughs> and they talk to her for a hot minute. And you get some great dialogue here where... Yeah. Uh, you know, she says, oh, you haven't heard? The twins have laid claim to the to the to, to their, their late cousins, cousin's bequest. Their cousins. Yeah. And and like you're like, oh, Jabba, yeah. bing, here we go. Know, here we go. I said at that moment to, to Carly, Grant must be so happy. Right? Yeah. The second that line happened, you started. And then you get then you get Boba Fett's absolute money line, which is the twins are too preoccupied with the debauchery on Nelhata to box yes. and ambitions on Tatooine. And you're like, what? Oh, that line was like Palpatine level delicious. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it's coming from Boba Fett. And so I'm like, okay, they found the voice for Boba Fett. They're nailing it. Um, that was incredible. Can, can so, I take the next? Can I take yes, the next? Go, go. Next, please. Next, this next is turn. his last. I'm yeah. just saying. I. <laughs> We're not I, even at the. Like, I didn't want to. I was just warming us up for the reveal, but okay. Yeah. I I held my tongue for for so long because I literally stood up from the couch and <laughs> cheered and yelled and Carly stared at me like, "What are you doing?" Because I've never reacted that way to anything in a Star Wars yes. show before. Really? Not even Luke? No, not even Luke. Because Luke, I was more dumbfounded by. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, could it be, I was. Could it be? Is it? Is it really? You know what I mean? Like I was so enraptured by that moment. I yeah, could me too. Get, it felt holy, oh, like when the X yeah, wing exactly. showed up. I was like, it was really the X wing moment. They really yeah. got me, and then yeah. I kind of, 
I came out of it kind of when it, it yeah. started getting over the top, but like because I, the X Men got me good. I was like, oh my god. To oh. me, this is my own personal baby Yoda moment because you get the twins revealed, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. And then and then like that's the big reveal, right? And then they have another moment of just like yes. And I didn't even know it was a Wookiee, but and then I, and I saw <laughs> oh, the Wookiee. Oh boy, such like, a good reveal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is it? Could it be? Because I'm like, could just be a regular Wookiee, right? And then, mm. and then the second they showed him in all of his glory, I'm like, that's Black <laughs> Sand Sand. And I'm like, and yes. Clark, Carly's just like, and that's why I stood up and cheered. She's like, it's a Wookiee. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. The most badass Wookiee It's the ever best Wookiee ever Wookie. next to Chewbacca. And I'm like, and it also means, because that, in my mind, I went, Dr. Afra, Dr. Afra, Dr. Oh, Afra. here it comes. Oh, okay. Getting live action Dr. Afra because we're pulling from that universe now and putting him on screen. It's going to happen. I'm calling it. There, There is some, I mean, Grant brought up a, a point. So it does look a lot like Black Black K. Black no, it, it is. It is. It's on actually. Wikipedia. It's, it's, it is. A, it is? It's canon. Yep. Yeah. Oh, if okay. you go to his, here's how official it is. If you go to his webpage, it is the picture from the show. Yeah. It is no longer even oh, a, a oh, cartoon. Oh, it's real. That's it's real. Egg. That is black. That's 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 uh, I, yeah. So I Black Sentin has a storied past. I mean, he worked for the oh. Huts. Mm-hmm. He worked with Afra. Um, he's worked for. He's fought in gladiator rings. Obviously, yeah. fought against his own kind, which I think is the most. Dis- really, yeah. I think <laughs> they might delve into that, and it's going to be really sad. But he's it, an evil Chewbacca, like a yeah, truly, yeah, but like more developed than Chewbacca. Like, totally, yeah. Garden of Forking Pass has always been a terrible, but like, fearsome warrior. Fearsome. Maybe the most, maybe the one of the yeah. toughest, I think, fighters with a, out. With a blaster the size of, like, I don't know, a skyscraper that he's holding, it's like... Yeah. I've never I've seen, seen a blaster black. like that before, either. No. That looked new. That looked brand new design, honestly. Similar to the Luke moment, when the episode was over, I had to rewind to make <laughs> sure that it actually happened. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, did this just happen? Because right I'm now? like, this is a fever yeah. dream. This is Adam's fever dream. Because, but it's also fitting, yeah. right? Given it is. Boba's, it makes sense. Uh, history and yep. uh, yeah, yeah, the lore surrounding Boba with the, the Wookiee braids that used to uh, he used it, to adorn his costume. Yeah, it, yeah, that, it's just kind of full circle. Yeah, yeah, there's a full circleness to that. And he looked so good. That that yeah. costume was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And it just the fact that we get like what fifteen seconds of him, like he just shows up, stares him down, and turns around. With the but shirt, like you do get another incredible line from Boba yeah. upon that reveal, where he says, "Oh, you can bring as many gladiators as you want, but these are not the death pits of Dur, and I am not the sleep, <laughs> and I am not a sleeping Trandoshan guard." And that's steeped in lore Cold. again. It's yep. another lore infused dialogue exchange that's. If you are a diehard, you know, and you watch Clone Wars, you kind of know the Wookiee Trandoshan relationship and mm-hmm. how far that goes back and how bloody and and just uh, disturbing that that relationship is and the hunting and the, and the animosity. It's it's yeah. it's it's yeah. really dark. So, in the, I mean, it really Which, speaks to this relation and like how out of his depth Boba Fett is. Like oh, he yeah. knows. Like his advantage is going to be he knows all these assassins and mercenaries like he knows the VIP list of every assassin mercenary in the galaxy, probably. And so he knows like the full backstory of uh, Black Christantin. But he uh, but like 
I like I don't know how they're going to turn him into a Don, like how they're going to turn him into a, a proper Daimyo, like because he looks so confounded and befuddled. He's just like, I, you know, no idea what he's doing, like succession level, like yeah. idiot C, trying to figure out how to really like run a criminal syndicate. And he can't even like run a town, let alone a planet, let alone, you know, what the huts do, which is like system wide. Galaxy one. I, I disagree. I think he's holding his own. Like I think that's what yeah. this episode showed in a major way is he he is untrusting of everybody. There's nobody this guy that right. Boba trusts. Yeah. And so he's holding his own. Someone's gonna make a move. He's obviously gonna fight Black Chrysanthemum at some yeah. point in this season. Guys, I also <laughs> think Boba Fett's a disruptor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait, what? He's not incremental change. He's disruptive. Yeah, no, he's gonna disrupt the, the system. <laughs> no, but but in all seriousness, I feel like that's part of it. Is like his ignorance is is actually gonna play to his favor in terms of like, right. well, this is dumb. Why are we doing it this way? Let's do it this other way. Like, I think he's gonna kind of change change the game. You know, think outside we, the box. We, I think ben, ben, ben and I, Ben and I both, I think before we recorded, talked about having some pretty wild out there theories that will not happen. But like. This episode did provoke some imaginings of where this could go if if you really read into some of the visuals that they they focus mm. on, uh, especially in the the later scenes. Oh yeah, but, we'll get uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We have some wild theories that are pretty fun about where we, this thing can go. We still haven't gotten to the lap yet, though. Can we can we finally get to the uh, the main event here? Oh, the twins? twins? Yeah, the twins. So we get like these huts that just got back from spring break. Like they've got the piercings <laughs> and the neck tats to show. The puka and, shells. Uh, <laughs> and they're being carried. No way those people are carrying. Them. Oh, it's no. great. So you get these loud drums and then two giant hut silhouettes just appear. And I don't know about you guys, but I just had the widest grin of my life. I was Absolutely. ecstatic. I was yeah. Uh, I was over the moon. For, for I loved how it bowed in the middle. And mm-hmm. uh, Jenny definitely was like, she was like, I was, she's like, when they're talking about the litters, I was like, certainly they didn't carry a hut around. And then they started <laughs> carrying two in like, like a yin yang pattern. And it was like, the, the, uh, like hats off to the actors too, the like extras that were like carrying the litter because they were like, in all the scenes, you see their face and they're like, they're just oh, dying. They're yeah. dying. And it, I'm like, yeah. it's a good bit. It's a good bit. It and is. it was set up perfectly in the first episode because Fennec and Boba are walking around Mos Espa and she's like, yeah. you know, you should be carried around the streets like a proper daimyo. Like, like, you know, the people like, like this is what the people are used to. And then Boba's like, I'm not Stupid. being carried around the streets yeah. like a useless noble. And then you get this scene where these yeah. two huts are being carried around the streets, you know, by all these servants. And it's, uh, and they're useless. It seems like, you know, they're not going to act. They're going to have their bodyguard, their muscle, you know, act. Yeah. And uh, great characters. I don't think we get their names. I don't think we get the voice actors behind them. It was very veiled in mystery upon like how what the what the kind of behind the scenes is to yeah. be these huts. But um, twins, um, brother and sister, uh, the brother seems to be the one that speaks for them while the sister is kind of like whispering, like Grima worm tonguing kind of like mm-hmm. at, this, uh, at his side. And, and he's also very like, they're very like, uh, you know, vengeful. Um, if one, one of them's feelings is hurt, you know, the other one will act out or act against them, but they're, they're, they seem sensitive. Um, but, uh, but they turn around right away. I mean, like Boba Fett pretty much, um, rebuffs them pretty yeah. quickly like it's yeah. 
And, and we get a great line of dialogue from Fennec Shan just being like, well, we can't kill them. We need permission first. That's right. Like, okay. Because yeah. it's sort of like, well, why isn't this on? I mean, honestly, if they, I feel like the two of them, Fennec and Boba, could take out Black K together. And then, I, uh, and then, Black like, K, Black K brought a level of threat that I have not felt in a Star Wars film in a long, in a I'm Star just talking Wars like head cannon. I'm like, use time. a flamethrower. I'm, I'm terrified of that character, and I yeah. can't wait to see that character. In yeah. I mean, He's going to, like, rip someone in half. I, I really hope you see Boba, like, thrown through a wall. Like, blade. Yeah. But, and don't forget, we do have Trandoshans running around, too. Trandoshans so, are beautiful this season, this, in this season, yeah. series, but I mean, they look gorgeous. The makeup yeah. applications, unreal. It's, yeah, it's they're beautiful. much better this season. They, But they're, like, Trandoshan nobles. I wish they were a little more menacing. Like I want to see the foot prosthetics like sticking out underneath the like they under the you know things right. and the claws and I mean what do you think the odds are we get a Bosque reveal from the Trandoshans? Everything's on the table. After, after Black Crescent so Prince Santana. We might have a Boba Fett Bosque black uh or black well, K. It, it would be cool if Boba calls in some muscle to help. Yeah. Him. Right, and then yeah. we have like protagonist Bosk, which would be amazing. That'd be awesome. And it, he should be like all CG though. I think like I, I mean, except when he's just like standing around, but like in action, I want to see like CG Bosk jumping like off the sides of buildings and like raking people's faces and doing crazy stuff. I would be surprised if we get that right. They did that with the frog lady in the in yeah. in the Mando second episode of the second season. Right, they had her like like all uh, you know. CG. prosthetics or what right. and then cg when had to make her move um speaking of cg what do we think of the twins because they were they were i think fully cg i thought they yeah. looked great look great right Fantastic. i was very sure. impressed with that use of cg i was a little i've been i was a little gun shy after java well you know <laughs> you look like they're secretly buffing up all the like all the visual effects in all the original trilogy movies they get better every time you watch them like yeah they don't tell anyone anymore they're just doing it they're just, no, they just everything smooth it out every release re-release well, you know, like, that's so much material to like yeah. <laughs> use and then throw out like yeah for a practical like cg is yeah. almost the more sustainable way to do that character it's true yeah yeah and so it's, I'm, I'm glad they went cg they're, I'm okay with it. Yeah, they're I was doing hoping. a great job with practical in this show. Though. I, I had my they doubts. Are, like, yeah. Twilight's, it's sort of like, all right, you're clearly wearing foam doomers on your head, bouncing around, and it's sort of like lame. But the Thorian looked perfect. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the Trandoshans look a lot better. There was an Aqualish that looked great. Like it's yeah, it's really a good, good call. They're they're doing a good mix, but like, I don't know. After seeing like the Eclipse trailer, I'm like, I mean, and I Pike, hate a Pike, fully CG thing. Pike's just being the. The spacing guild from Dune, just <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like they're like, scene. all right, let's just yeah, let's just own so, it. Yeah. That's a good point. Should we move to the second episode of this episode? <laughs> yeah, because, yes. Let's go to the Lawrence Arabia Dances with Wolves portion of this. <laughs> I, you know, Grant via text kind of kind of make a, made a couple points of like it's interesting how they're using the flashback because I I with you Grant where I was. Charlie, we literally spend the rest of this episode. So the first, I'm on it right now. Like the, the first the third, first, it's one third, two thirds. Yeah, the first exactly. Uh, yeah. So the first 14 minutes of this episode is just the build up, and then the second, you know, 28 minutes is just a flashback. Not just a flashback, spent in a flashback. Because man, Amazing. what a flashback do we get? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's but it's it might be economic because going to different planets is just lots of computer generated environments yeah. that they don't have or 
or that this is just they and they pat cool. they want to create a lot of uh, backstory from Boba Fett and Korea. But but my feeling is that you could you might be able to collapse that that story and keep the same weight. I think there's a lot of weight there, and I really like the weight that's there and how how much he learned and how much he changed with the Tuscan Raiders. But I think you could collapse that slightly, like you, and you could explore other areas at the same time and, and do yeah. a lot of multifaceted work. But um. You, but Probably it's it's could. good to go there though, because because Star Wars is mythological, and that feed, this is the spiritual mythological inward journey that I think right. is the heart of Star Wars in a lot of ways, and so it's smart to also yeah. capitalize on it. So I can see both I can see both sides, but I would have maybe paced this differently. But that, that's just my own subjective. No, I I see where you're coming from, and I and I and I and I think you're right. But man, do I love how long they will take with him practicing the hold on the gaffy stick. Like I'm watching yes. it right now. It yeah. is like four minutes and yeah. I'm like, yes. They're slow. I'm holding it just like you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's I mean, I've memorized every scene. Different. I love this. Yeah. I love it. I just yeah. feel like it's fascinating. Just, I'm just interested in the structure more than anything. I find it like compelling that they're like really want to dive into what happened after the Sarlacc pit and the formative yeah. stuff, uh, his journey just after that with the, with the tribes and the yeah. chieftain, yeah. the Tuscan warrior and kid, great characters. Yeah. They're fantastic characters. I mean, we mentioned it last week, like how much are we going to, you know, get of these flashbacks? But um, I mean, and, and we mentioned that it, like, he's got six years to make up right here until he gets to, book of uh, book of boba fett so but essentially current timeline it, it, so there's a, there could be we could be I, seeing the tuscans for the rest of the season i think yeah, the yeah. only problem i have with this is you kind of know where it ends this yeah. story and so it's got that star wars problem where the, the modern star wars problem where it's you kind of know the the result right. of the story where it's he has to get his armor back we were already post armor well, in the in the present day story so right. when you do get these flashbacks of Django's helmet like i'm reading into it like in a very deep way and trying to f- extrapolate all the information i can from just seeing the the what he these flashbacks of camino and the helmet and what all what that all means but i have to think it's the you know it's the occam's occam's razor it's it's obviously he's just going to get his armor back like it's just about getting the armor back and i'm reading into it like oh is there like a secret story involving Django that's gonna that he's gonna hunt for later is there some right is he gonna search for like you know the his 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 lineage and and find some secret truth about how he could be connected to uh he could be connected to the Mandalorians and there's again I and I'll just jump into it right now it's like I have a, a small theory here that like in in the Mandalorian uh when he first confronts like uh um uh uh, Bo-Katan and Casca Reeves. Casca Reeves is like, oh, you're yeah. not a Mandalorian. Like, you're not a Mandalorian. And it's like a pretty big story beat that a lot of fans like latched onto. And they were like, well, yeah, he's not a Mandalorian. And some fans were like, yeah, he never was a Mandalorian. And then some fans were like, well, actually, I read the Dark Horse comics and like he kind of was a Mandalorian. And like he was a foundling or Django was a foundling. And, da, da, da. and like, so everyone had this coming from a different angles. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me because like this show has the ability to maybe dive into that a little bit. And given how much it's dived into c- Tuscan culture, I wouldn't be surprised if it dives into the armor and his father and yeah. that legacy, given how much we how much how often we see it in the flashbacks. But 
I think again, I'm reading into it too much, and I think that it just has to deal with just get retrieving the artwork. I I think I love it. I think you are reading in too much. I think what's going to happen <laughs> is <laughs> I think this is Godfather, and just when I was out, they pulled me right back in. So I think what's going to happen is we have to figure out like why does he want to be da- daimyo of Moss Espa, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So he's right. he's clearly becoming a very important part of this tribe. I mean, there's so much parallel between like old west and native americans and like i was just thinking of that scene when the train is going by and they're just shooting at the tuscan raiders it just feels like scenes out of others but it's just so i think at the end it's just going to be like i my theory is and it's not very creative um so hopefully i'm wrong but they're just all going to get wiped out he can't stop it he realizes that he needs to seek power to try to stop things like this from happening and that's why he wants to take over the daimyo right like he this this tribe is not this tribe is not going to last. That makes perfect right. sense because he wants to rule over the respect. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing after this. I was like, oh, yeah. man, these guys like because yeah. he's now he's ingratiating with them and he's becoming one of them. And, you know, like he cares about the Tuscans. But I was just like, nah, like the only way he would leave them is if they all die, which is like really sad. Um, but, who, no. but, who, but who massacres the Tuscans? The Red Key Raiders or who? Or no, I mean, it, the Red Key Raiders are the Pikes. The Pikes could come back. And they're yeah. going to come back in force. And, and you know, I mean, he, the, you know, this gambit, they lost a lot of Tuscans in this gambit um, yeah. as well. People got shot and run over and stuff. Maybe not a lot, but they, they lost some. Yeah, they lost quite a few. Yeah, there was. Yeah. I mean, a couple people got sniped off the hill. Like, you know, they, they, yeah. it's not yeah. a lot of Bantha them. down. I like wrote all oh, caps. Bantha, Bantha down. down. Or Banthas. Freaking out when I saw a Bantha get shot. Also, and I, so, I cried a little bit. When the yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. say. I just want to jump ahead to something for because it's on the screen now. But when when he goes and confronts the, we're calling them Red Key Raiders. They might not be, but whatever. This oh, Ben has is. a great theory on what the oh. gang, who the soup gang could be. Uh, yeah, associated. go for it. Do I? What did I say? They were. Oh, oh, yeah. Actually, I thought they might be uh, cronies for the twins. I thought that logo on the side uh-huh. could be like oh. twin, um, twin huts, twin huts, twin huts. Ooh, I think you're onto something there, Ben. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think that makes a ton of sense. But they could just be that could be like a weird new pipe could just be there, signature. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or it could be a there's room. Pipe. Those are just the five families. There's other families. How like, great uh, was that scene where Boba Fett just wrecks the okay. soup game? <laughs> yeah, crushes a cocktail and leaves. <laughs> so let me tell this from the perspective of the patrons. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. these gangs were menacing people, and then this guy in his underwear came in. Yes. Killed a ton of people, had a drink, and just left. Yeah. <laughs> like, like for no reason, apparently. This guy just wrecked shop in his underwear. It's a very Terminator like <laughs> scene. Like just yeah. Terminator comes in, kills everyone, and leaves. I mean, it's yeah, a sick we get a lot of the, I can't the get enough of the jumpsuit. It's a yeah. lot. The Boba jumpsuit with the front thigh pocket. The shoes, I think, are the best part. I think the yes. boots are I think Boba's shoes. The, where are those? Can you buy those at Nike? Is there a deal? Uh, they're Clark uh, uh, Wallabies. Oh, they're so dope. <laughs> like, I need those so badly. Uh, this, there's a shot of him walking in, I think. In yeah, Nike. Clark's Boston-based company. They make the Wallabies. They've been making them since the 60s, I think. They're Unreal. Unreal shoe wear in this episode. <laughs> um, I just haven't really like taken the time to notice. They're actually like on the action figure, but but um god yeah just lots of the long underwear which is so western <laughs> in a lot of ways yeah. it is yeah it, yeah it does like it's unforgiven like it's epic i like it a lot um yeah so that 
that like bar scene was amazing. Uh, the male, I don't know, patron at the bar. I loved his seventies hair. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. He looked like a real, like OT character. So I thought that was kind of great. That <laughs> felt like the OT moment cut from a new hope. Honestly, that felt like if that yeah. wasn't a new hope, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... That's, um, yeah. Jenny called him a uh, poor man's Han Solo. <laughs> like pre pre ob literally just for like a beat like what is that yeah mean? when keeping it real goes wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, anyways yeah so after that fight he takes all their their bikes their swoop bikes their speeder bikes uh to the tuscans immediately gives it to the chief as like a gift this is an incredible bit. Basically, all the Tuscans start dismantling the speeder bikes. Uh, yeah. Instantaneously. Um, yeah. The it was Chief, a great bit. Chieftain's and then, a great character. I'm a really big fan of the Chief. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I mean, no lines really. Um, just stands there looking awesome. and uh, But you're starting to feel for this guy. Like it, It's like the story is being told around him for him about what kind of like this is actually this. super successful because of the tuscan raider i think yeah. opera here there's like a real like story here with the tuscan family yeah uh, that's the lore it's, it's like beautiful. not jedi-ness or it's like any of the force it's like you're in just deep in the lore of one culture of one like like race of creature and the, the tuscans and it's like it's yeah. like fascinating that's what i love the water most. bond you make your chris knife like it's yeah, yeah. love <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're doing <laughs> such a good job of differentiating this from the mandalorian right which is just like yeah. new culture new character every week and this is like nope we are spending a lot of time with, with, with raiders yeah i know it's making the like time with tuscan raiders in mandalorian seem perfunctory um, yeah and because like now we're in it, but this is, this is like my dream for star Wars and why I love it is because you can just drill down into one culture and like have a whole story and like mythos around like one species. And it's going to yes. be dynamic and beautiful and connected to the galaxy at large. Um, and this is what this episode did in, in a beautiful and awesome way. This episode felt sacred in that regard. Like the learning about the Tuscans, learning about the, the creation of the Gaffy stick, uh, what goes into that? Uh, yeah, it's no small. What it appeal. makes to be a warrior, a Tuscan warrior. I was like, wow, like I. This is almost. This is very close to Jedi training in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's very the, mythological. You have to actually be the Lizard King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like very the doors. Like I was yeah. in Morrison. Oh, uh, there, there was such a good scene too. He's like, uh, "I'm so sorry. I think I swallowed it." <laughs> like he has no idea like, what he's doing. I will. Right? He's like, he's like, I will let it guide me or whatever. Or I, was like, I will, I will, or I will like, like, cool. help it as it guides me or something. You know, whatever. He's just yep. trying to accept it in some nice way, and then he just shoots up. <laughs> just, yeah, thanks. So it's like M I B way ever. It's like, wow, that was comedic. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious and great. And the scene, so the the you know, acid flashback lizard acid trip was amazing in the sands attack to mean like, uh, it was just so great. A lot of imagery. So we give like sand desert imagery in front yep. of wave, like ocean imagery. Yep. And that, so there's one line that I wanted to pull out and it was from the chief, like before he's like, I don't, you know, 
that he was talking about there's there's like two different kinds of Tuscans. He said there's many different kinds of Tuscans, like tribes of Tuscans, right? And he's like, some are fighters. He's like, we we hide. Like, that's what we do, which is like, you know, big omission. But he's like, you know, but he said it's been this way since the oceans dried up on Tatooine. Yeah. So as much as I love Camino and I want to go back there, I just I want to live there. Actually, we've already had that episode. Um, I think the oceans that we see aren't the oceans of Camino, but they're the oceans of Tatooine. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Deep insight. Yeah. It, it, I, yeah. Um, like that's what they let's see not, when you let's go not on that skip trip. ahead too much because I want to get back to the spirit quest because it is my favorite part I think of the episode. Okay, am I going too far? Um, do you want to do? We're going too far. We're doing this. We're doing the speeder bike training because. Okay, right. Yeah, we missed the whole train part. All time yeah. great comedy here from yes. Morrison. I uh, couldn't ask for a funnier scene. Yeah, uh, the speeder bike goes backwards. Like he's first. trying to show them how to ride the speeder bike. He's like, like a bantha, and like yeah, shaking yeah. his hands up and down. And it was yeah. degraded. It's now a gif. It's everywhere. It's incredible. <laughs> um, it's iconic. Uh, and it's great because then they start learning and they're trying to jump from speeder bike, you know, to speeder bike, and they miss and land. One gets run over. It's there's it's just great physical comedy. Um, yeah, it's super stuff. funny. Yeah. Um, I just didn't want to skip over that beat so good and there's a train heist but it's a pretty conventional train heist except yeah. it's worth it because there's a conductor droid that is the mm-hmm. possibly in the top my top 10 favorite droids of all time right yep. instantly. <laughs> instantly i was like this droid um, is iconic has... and it's very it feels very like turn of the century like a railroad like it's like <laughs> it's like there's all the bells and whistles of like a classic steam engine like coal-powered train like it's got all the all the same uh controls and yep. wheels right. and devices and mixed in like seamlessly with pod racing technology it's hilarious true and the the comedy beat where the conductor jumps out yeah. <laughs> and rolls and scuttles away <laughs> is very lucas prequel yes. era comedy yes. Yes. but it works to the point where carly chuckled <laughs> nice. went, oh that works because that is nice. prequel yeah. comedy and it got charlie it got carly so i'm like all right maybe i can get her to watch the prequels it again. makes no sense it's the prequel yeah um because you, you you don't want to kill the droid you know but it, and that's why it was funny where it's just like yeah that nope. droid was activated so there's a great and another gag here that's incredible is the boost kind of gag yeah that bit that keeps happening oh, yeah. over and over again where it's the, the very video conductor game. is very like funny overpowering overpowering yeah. the boost and the massive uh, like um hyper and hyperdrive engine or whatever is right firing on, the on people and um, the and the chief or warrior bit where with the popping up and popping down and like yeah. was yeah she I mean, jumps into the train and immediately like a pike falls out the window just yep. get, like yeeted and the, oh, yeah. yeah it's that whole scene just shows how badass she is but is also so funny like i like yeah. the, the comedy beats on it i just i was really laughing at that <laughs> just yeah which is great that's an accomplishment too because it was like you know the it's not on like the stagecoach scene in episode uh two of the first season of mandalorian yeah um that uh <laughs> sorry did like that like that was a great one too but like this is like that but yeah same same sort of idea but also equally like super funny in how they execute it 
Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention that the uh, the the music, the score for the mm. uh, droid was fantastic. It was like a really fun little playful <laughs> thing that they did when you're in the cockpit. Of that. I tried to like be more mindful of the score going through, and um, uh, that was a great beat. Yeah. So that train heist, and then we after the train heist, obviously he gets gifted the lizard and the the spice the melange in the tent <laughs> yes <laughs> and uh starts this spirit journey and goes across the desert boba fett goes on a spirit quest in this episode yep yeah epic epic and he's like he so he flashes back to a lot of different things in there uh, definitely he's like back in the the sarlacc pit i'm glad they like haven't forgotten about that yeah episode. they kept that going that's great yeah um the and trauma. yeah breaks trauma. through the branches like there's also there's eyes in the trees yeah which uh in the concept art it was jawas which is kind of interesting but, oh uh, interesting i didn't catch that yeah it's kind of like jennifer lopez in the cell for a second he finds like the one <laughs> tree in the desert. right 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 <laughs> yeah and we and and on our Daniel Logan watch, yes, yeah, yep. second yeah, yeah. Daniel Logan. Wait, appearance. is that new yeah. footage where he where young Boba runs across the yes, room? Yes, that's like that's it. gorgeous. That shot it's was new. Stunning. It's that was a clearly a stunt or a, clearly a double in the back, and then when they show when they show the the reflection, it looks really screen grabbed from a from right. episode two, but it works. It's a, it works. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a you know you know dream state, so it works. Yeah, so it's it's a but a, a great but, scene and it's just beautiful. Again, it was like, hey, I got. I mean, so even if he doesn't go to um, to Camino, it's like we keep this is two. We're two for two on seeing Camino in these episodes, and I think that's really pretty neat. Yeah, uh, even if, it, if I, we have to see it in flashbacks, that's pretty right. Neat. Well, also, this is what I love. So we are we are now having a drug trip in a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in a dream which i love like i'm like it's a dream within a dream um right. but i do love that i mean again second you know and grant you had mentioned this earlier second django moment right in terms of like we are getting this is the second episode in a row where we've had him fixated on his father and the helmet yeah yeah but he had, doesn't have the armor yet so you got to think it's we already know where this motivation leads it's towards the armor you don't think right. it's some comment about family? I I'm reading into it too deeply, but I do have a big theory about yes, I think it is commentary on family. I think it could get into new information and a new context for the past. Like maybe talk about how Django was the ideal warrior for the cloning program and yeah. Maybe maybe he is supposed to be Mandalore. Maybe Boba Fett is Mandalore because he's talking a lot about ruling right now. And they're maybe. looking for someone to take on the Darksaber. He happens to have not kind of been involved with the Bo-Katan and, and Din Djarin at the end of there. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's maybe that's the long game of this series is that he finds out he's not content just being the daimyo of Mos Espa, right? And he feels like he needs to be more and more for his, quote-unquote, his people, right? The Mandalorians. I don't know. And if he gets so involved, if he gets so involved with Tuscan culture and adopts the Gaffy Stick, You'd think the man, his Mandalorian armor, like that, that's such a sacred part of that culture as well. You'd yeah. think he'd at least want to learn about that, you know? I don't know. Like, there's part yeah. of me that thinks organically he would want well, to. And understand. here's another organic thing that could happen, right? If we're right that this group of Tuscans gets wiped out, 
he might see a connection between that and the Mandalorians getting wiped out mm. and him seeing an Good opportunity call. to go back fantastic and save call. the remaining Mandalorians. That's a fantastic right? call. Let's see. Right. Yeah, it's perfect. Through so line. we're seeing something here where it's like, I definitely think this, these flashbacks are going to show us how he has changed. Like, it's not just the surviving the Sarlacc pit. It's this experience after. It's the whole gambit that's going to point him in a new direction. And so we're yeah. trying to figure out where that goes i think that's all good i you know the the one thing that occurred to me when i saw it when he actually breaks the branch in the tree to me it, it i don't know it it struck to me as like he's lived a life of bondage essentially like he's always been not a slave exactly but sort of his whole life has been preordained and um you know everything's been decided for him yeah, ever trying since, to replicate his father's path or like the genetic right. tree of his father's DNA that's in every clone and himself. He just wants to break free of that. Right. He's absolutely not an individual, right? He's just another clone. Um, yeah, he was born as he's a science experiment, essentially. But he was like his father's son and his father had like greater aspirations for him, particularly. And Django wasn't in um, in thrall. Like but, he was he was a freelancer and he did whatever he wanted, you know. So I'm thinking like, you know, maybe there is maybe we do learn more about Django and yeah. he can, you know, and he's trying to be more the spirit of what his father wanted him to be rather than like this never ending hole. I mean, for people that haven't watched Clone Wars, I mean, he spent most of his young years in prison and, you know, yep. and, and he was a bounty hunter and, um, you know, he was trained to be a bounty hunter like his father and all that, that sort of stuff. But, you know, so to me, it was like him discovering agency and being like, you know what? I'm not going to follow down the same path just because that's what it is. Like I I'm, I'm destined for bigger than this. Totally. That was, that was my thought with it. And rather than, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, family certainly a part of that. Grant, that's what, you know, like what you were saying, um, because he's sort of, he's like looking back at himself and what is my family and what is my tribe and, and where do I come from? But, right. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll see what happens with these Tuscans. But again, it's like he leaves them and, and I don't think it's with them, you know, cheering happily with a bunch of technology. It seems like, you know, that, you know, the, the chief is like, we hide and he's like, yeah, but you have technology now and I can show you and you can do all these things. And it's like going to be the Icarus thing where it's like, they try to do something too, um, too big and then, and then get destroyed. Yeah. He's going to coax them out of hiding and that's going to be their downfall. So is that, so do you guys think that will be the next episode? Or we get the the fall of maybe. No, I think it's going to be like episode seven. I think they're going to long play this out the whole season, and then and then like season two. Hopefully, the, there is a boba season. Can two. they tie it to the present day story? Can the maybe Tuscan's been wiped out by the huts or by, um, you know, yeah, I, uh, I think pikes or something. The pikes actually make sense at this point, given right. Well, I really think the pikes might be their undoing because they're not going to just be like, okay, here's our like money. Like that's not the pikes. The pikes will come and kill you. Speaking of pikes, is this the first time in live action we've seen pikes without their helmets on? I think. Yes, I think so. I don't know. There might be one in Solo where they the mask folds back and they like smoke some spice or something. I can't remember because I remember there's the moment they're drinking or they're smoking pike, but they're doing it through the. They're doing it through the tubes in their it helmet. Certainly felt new. Yeah, yeah I was like, oh, we're seeing Pike because I, I think we've seen them in the cartoons, but I'm like, that's the first time I remember and they actually have them like take the helmet off. But I, I was 
Yeah. That was I awesome. love that they did that. I love that they did it. It was like, I mean, it was definitely yeah. like foam rubber mask, like whatever, but yeah, um, it was fun. They made it Star look Wars. good and it's like, it's Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. But you know, I, yeah, I, I like this idea Like it could be, well, I mean, the pikes are usually, they're running spice for the, for, for the huts, right? Like the, they're just spice runners. So right. I think it's, we gonna, it's gotta be going to Nelhada and yeah. Narshada and those, those crime worlds. Yeah. So I think he's going to think it was the Pikes and the the. What this, if the Pikes hire there? Bosk to like take out Boba? Oh, that'd be cool. Or yeah. um, Forlom and Zuckus. Like any of the major yeah. names would be fun. Anyone. I hope so. I hope Anyone. So. <laughs> but I, but I mean, did they even thing. know who that was? Did they even know that was Boba Fett? I thought that the Pikes sort yeah. of assumed he was another uh, Tuscan Raider. I think so too. I don't think that's going to be connected. But I think he's. I think. I think you're right that they're going to connect these two story arcs. That he's going to discover at some point that the huts hired the pikes who hired the red key raiders whoever these are whoever or or bosk or whoever to wipe out the tuscans so i think it's all going to get connected. Or muscle gonna, just like next I, time they hit them there's like a lot of muscle uh, so is that where this is going to go so he can't take on the huts without getting permission from or he can't take on the twins without getting a permission from the hut syndicate right so what if he finds out that they're behind the slaughter of the the, the Tuscans? Yeah. He loses yeah, yeah. his that blank. That has to happen. That has to happen. Kills oh. the twins and then is on the run from the hut syndicate. Yeah. Could be. I mean, I, I wonder how the pikes fit in there. You know, I feel like the, the pikes are just gonna squash that tribe like a bug. Yeah, I think so too. Um because they'll come in with like ships and just be like, I mean, they'll hire people. They're not really. They seem like drug runners, right? They don't seem right. Like, right. They yeah. have like, people that do their dirty work. But, they're, but if they're operating on Tatooine, they're operating on Tatooine for the huts. Well, we so we recently saw them in the Bad Batch. So, um, yeah, they, you know, they, they sort of showed how the, the pucks flex. But the deserts are also like a inhospitable place. Like the Dune Sea is like only for the most kind of like high and fortitude yeah constitution like people who can actually survive there i feel like not a lot of people can survive for the tuscans right. dwell so but i mean if you had a couple starships you could just strafe that camp a couple times and everyone would be gone i don't know i think it's like impossible to fight the tuscan raiders because they can just like hide and hide and appear again yeah hmm. it's like the point isn't that the point they're kind of like that I yeah, know. I mean they're survivors. Yeah, survivors. Yeah. So this tribe can't get full defeat. Maybe they will all. Maybe. Maybe it's. I'm a, just saying, I have a bad feeling about this. Me too. It's got to. It's got to be connected to the twins, right? Like. I think it's going to lead back to them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely got to be a black K standoff at some point. I mean, yeah, there's got to be another hut hut slang involved there. Or not. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, this is one of those great shows where we don't really know where this is going. So he can get driven out of Moss Espa and knocked down a peg back to being, you know, a bounty hunter again. But it's kind of interesting. Now I'm like hooked on this sort of, you know, Godfather to journey where, you know, like what, what's going on? How is he going to be this this new dawn? Well, this I, have, I have a question connected to that. But first, talking about Hutzlang, you have a man with a rocket pack. And a giant hut. How do you not get a scene with a giant hut getting blown up with a rocket? Just saying. Oh, man. How do you avoid that? 
and get like Ghostbuster level covered. Yeah, slimed. Oh, yeah. now awesome. more serious question. Is, I think they have to eat it. Yeah. He has to have like the remote control or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you like, just ate like a thermal detonator or something. He's just like, yeah, like, uh, Boba has to like mess with them. Boba has yeah. to be like have the upper hand. For I like it. They'll think they're like, they're oh. the frog things are eat. They yeah, because they yeah, because yeah, we got to play on what they eat. <laughs> Oh man. So my question related to Godfather 2 or just Godfather in general is so when Grant, you had made the connection, I think it was Grant, you made the connection of Fennec Shand, you know, being um is consigliere basically, right? Yeah. Uh if they're going and they're borrowing from this, who's Fredo? <laughs> We're who's doing the, we haven't met we haven't met Fredo yet. That's... Or is Fennec Shand Fredo? Yeah, cause she's always been a like a lone wolf as well. They both they're both lone wolves, which is surprising to me. So yeah. the show is yeah, but it's interesting. She's like, I, th- I think she's ride or die. Fennec Shan hopes so. ride or die with Boba. I hope so. Yeah, I like that. I don't I like detect the deceitful. She he saved her life. Yeah, she's like this guy. You know, I mean, and they're both assassins, really. When you look at it. Um, she seems to really respect him, and uh, I mean, this scra- is they're scratching stuff. each other's backs. Like I feel like they definitely are helping each other out. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like making a lot of credits. Boba's the guy, though. Like he's, yeah. the guy. <laughs> and like Fennec is, you know, in her own right, claims to, you know, is infamous uh, in all the right ways. Uh, but I think you know, Boba's a guy, and if she's on his team, I think she's feeling pretty good about about things. Yeah, I hope so. She's buying low, and you know. I think she's going to do fine. Yeah, she's back in the, the right horse in this race. Yeah. To mix metaphors thoroughly. Yeah. Um, so then this episode ends with Boba bringing the branch. He's basically snapped a branch off that single tree he found in the desert. I think there is another tree uh, in the background of that shot, but uh, he snaps the branch off. After being entangled, I don't know if you've read into that symbolism at all. They like, kind of like. Uh, the tree kind of ensnaring him, mm-hmm. uh, and then the Sarlacc pit, pit, and the kind of intercutting between that. Yeah, that's why I was thinking like breaking bondage, like he's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah, been trapped sure. and yeah. like put on a rails, you know. That's a great read. Um, yeah. So then we get past that scene, and he brings that branch that he snapped off back to the tribe. Yes, and then we and get a it's log. a perfect size. I, I love this because yeah. like fit my logistical like science side, where I was like, it's actually yeah, that's the that's actually. You could then hew that into, like, carve that into the exact gaffing stick we saw, yeah. and it fit yeah. perfectly. Like, it was, was great, and we great get mind a puzzle very element. long scene. Of woodworking scene? <laughs> great woodworking. I, so I love happy. that woodworking scene. Yeah, oh, man. My dad is a diehard woodworker, has been. <laughs> so, what, and I'm like, oh, man, when he sees a... those chisels, he's going to be so excited. How badly <laughs> do you want to make a gaffing stick now? Yeah. <sighs> I'll just send my dad a clip and be like, Dad, this is our next project. <laughs> and he'll it's be like, don't kind do of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> don't it's <do> great. <laughs> <laughs> incredible. Um, I mean, you've had any do, questions. They do a, a dance, a wonderful dance around the Yeah. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Haka, if you will. Bonfire. At yeah. The end. Kind of. Um, uh, and they're using their gaffy sticks, I think, in the dance, incorporating it. Yep. Really beautiful. Um, stuff and then it kind of ends on that it's just one of the best endings i've seen for a star wars story as well yeah uh, i caught the music on that too the second time it's like drums um 
I, they used in like the first little bit, they used uh, those yells. Uh, yo, I never get tired of the Tuscan yell. It's great. The, like, yeah. So good. Never get done with it. And and as Jenny said, it's just a donkey bring, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> like it's um it's amazing. And but they they cut it with the drums. So I was like, oh, they could make like I wanted them to sing, quote unquote, with the drums, with like that donkey yell, like percussively put in there. It would have been amazing. They did it just in the beginning, and then they used a didgeridoo for the rest of it. It was just like this whoop, that like cool didgeridoo yeah. sound with a bunch of um, and then you know the the string sweep up and all that, but it was a super powerful scene. And um, the only way you can cap off six minutes of woodworking. <laughs> I, I love how slow this show is going. Me too. I would not expect the Boba Fett show of all of the star Wars shows to be the most introspective, but I think it might be even it's more than Obi-Wan. weirdly dreamlike. It's almost yeah. like the Boba Fett show of your dreams because he yeah. is dreaming constantly in his little back to tank. I can't believe they're like, of the so, I know they really did. They, it's, they went to Lawrence Arabia of Arabia yeah. and they, with a bounty under them with a kind of a yeah. chaotic, chaotic neutral, I guess. Character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know how to label his lineman anymore. I think he's good now. Like he's honestly like I don't know, kind of a man of awful principle. neutral. I don't know, but I just I love. Um, <laughs> it's there's mostly positive reviews about this show, but there are some very very angry people on the internet about the show, and I'm you laughing every say. time I watch the show because I'm like, oh my god, I can only imagine how much we're like, this is not my Boba Fett. I'm like, no. Because it's good. I think it's like, perfect. It's awful. I think it's nailing Boba Fett. I, mean, I agree. I agree. Every line is perfectly correct. When Boba Fett speaks Hatties in this episode, it's yeah. like, he's like, yes, Baba Didik. And it's like, this is my territory. I was like, and I was like, can I just get a Boba Fett doll that you just pull the string and it just <laughs> says that? Like, that's all I need, really. I, I think, and also, like, Tamara Morrison's a gift he's like yeah. a treasure, <laughs> he's such a treasure of filmmaking yeah and like i mean the fact that like i mean he just he did a, a fantastic job in the prequels like he was every single clone um and in like iconic roles that like prequel memes people are you know just like gushing over on on the daily <laughs> um and i, and, I like, love how many times we mentioned prequel memes but i know they i know we should happy. we should get upvotes like or some <laughs> weird mystery awards that we don't know what they mean right um but they, yeah, I mean, listen, they're they're in force, so I appreciate the prequel memes, people. But um, yeah, I mean, he's he was just like amazing and all of that. And then like, but now like that he's center stage, it's he's exponentially better. It's just like the fact that he is seeking speaking parts. He's really doing all this physical acting when he just like stands sometimes. Like he just stands in this like warrior stance. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And his, his line delivery is fantastic. It, he's just a treasure. Yes. And so and, and they're taking advantage. Of I him. haven't seen him like like, you know, lay down the hammer yet. Though. Like I in when our, is when is that going to happen? Like, when is he going to bring the ruckus? You know, like when is when is that going to happen? I mean, you know, that bar scene was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, but I think like I want to see present day in full boba <laughs> armor. I want to see missiles flying. I want to see like flamethrower going in the rocket pack, flying overhead, just like buzzing people with the flamethrower, and just yeah, E three like just like letting off bolts. That's what I want. Like in all directions, yeah. just like a terror. 
don't forget, we're going to get him fighting a Wookiee at some point. Mm-hmm. I know. Like that's I'm looking to forward happen. to that. That's kind of... I know. The general populace Kelly. needs a in- proper introduction to um, to Black uh, Chris Santan. They they need to know how terrifying. Like I want to see him like jump like twenty feet like forward and then just like smash something that explodes thirty people. You know, like he needs to be kinetic and terrifying. Like rips. I wouldn't be surprised if something like Black Chris Santan like throws a Gamorrean like. Yeah. 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 It'll be like something like that. They need to show that like Black K does not play. Like <laughs> he's tough. Shirts. Let's go. Shirts. Black K does not play. All right. I'm writing it down. Okay, right. <laughs> yes. All right. Perfect. Let's add that to the story. That's great. Um oh. yeah. yeah. I can't wait for for Santi to get some scenes. I know. If it's... you read the Afro comics, you know how uh, prevalent he is in those and how awesome he is you, i mean so you know we talked about it grant before and you were like well he doesn't have the eye patch and i was like what are we like that's black k like the you know the armors it's not exactly like what we had seen in previous uh things maybe as a prosthetic guy they could do something no like it, it's canon it is it yeah is. No, i'm glad you said that but i didn't so i wasn't like emotionally prepared to take the leap to afra but oh Oh yeah, people now on the internet are eager for Afra, and oh man, I, I am Afra live action on that bandwagon. Yeah, but I don't know if the, I don't see. I don't know that that's the Disney like like. Paradox, I think she, she right. Should, like, I think Afra should have her own show. Honestly, yes, well, absolutely. Yeah, I think you introduce her in one of these shows, and that spins her off into her own thing, right? Like yeah. I feel like that's that's the that's the the could they the could they do a proper with. Afra show like on a Disney like IP. I mean, yeah. it's like it's dark, like sure, but I it's, think it's dark for people that haven't read Afro. Funny, yet, you could make it really funny, like Guardians. yeah. I think you can go for dark at the same time. It is still, it's still comic book. You know, it's still within the comic book rating system. It's not, it's not okay. MA comic books. So I think you can still okay. do it and be a little darker. I think, and I think they're playing Triple around zero. With that. Like the cool thing talk- about Afro is she hangs out with Triple Zero Vader. Yeah. Black Chrysanthemum, like she hangs out with some of the toughest oh, characters, the, like dude, the craziest, the degenerated, yeah, yeah. like twins, and like yep. the yeah, yeah, um, and just, yeah. But she's so Amazon, yeah. She's so intrepid and like outgoing that it's like it's a fun juxtaposition to like the deadly character. You know, it's like it's yeah, it's a she's, great she's story. She's it's a great bad idea. Indiana Jones is yeah. for people that haven't read it. She's like she's like broke bad Indiana Jones and. It's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I would want to watch that show forever. Um, if yeah, that... one of the better shows. For it's sure. just tough though, because I feel like, like, well, like, no, this is for comics and this is for live action. Well, it has to stay on Tatooine. It has to kind of be specific to Tatooine. So I don't think Afro's on Tatooine very often. No, but I'm just saying for the spinoff show. Like, I, I'm, I'm, you know, like I, I don't really care if I see her in Boba. I mean, it would be nice if they lead it in, but I think I hope they. Op- I mean, it'd be it would be nice if they opened the door for an Afro show and then did an Afro show. Like she I deserves they, her own show, absolutely. Like it, it that would be a fantastic show. What if you get another big bounty hunter that's gonna fight Boba Fett? That's revealed at the end or something. Yeah, who would who would you want? I mean, yeah, yeah I would. I would love that. 
Yeah, like who? Who? Who do you think makes sense? What? What? Given Boba's Daniel. story, like, wait, does Han Solo's appearance make sense in this at all? Still, or are we? Are we now? Only as like a cameo in the background step, step. or something. I'm moving farther away from that now. Moving far on. away. Uh, yeah. But I, I still think there might be a, 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 I, I think yeah, I think Ben, you're right. Like it might just be kind of like a, like a background thing or something, or just yeah. sees him on the hollow vids, you know. Right. At some point, I I don't know. I even if they like passed at like in like some place in Moss. Right. Do we go to Nalhada in this show? Okay, I was gonna bring this up too. Yes, <laughs> I hope we do. I think that like if you were gonna blow your budget on one like, high <laughs> one price place yeah. place Nalhada, <laughs> yeah, awesome, yeah, yeah. Because it's like a hive of scum and villainy. It's like it's a filthy curse. Yeah. Basically, perfectly sold. It's it's Atlantic City, the planet. Nightclubs. Yeah. Dingy alleys. Trash laden. Yeah. You get some of your neon swamps. I think lots of swampland. Yeah. Marshland surrounded by just. it's Elizabeth, New Jersey, the planet. I'm dropping all these in hopes that Jason listens to this one. Um, all I, the um, Jersey references I can possibly make. Going back to bounty hunter stuff, I, I think I think they're leaning on the Western stuff too here, right? So, Cad Bane. Oh boy, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get yeah, Cad Bane. I yeah, think we are. I gonna make that it, happen, but I think we will. That's yeah, a good call. That's a good. I call. think we're gonna get a. I think we're gonna get an actual like. Uh, um, you know, quick draw Go down. scenario. I, don't I mean, know. they both have jetpacks too. They could really like blow a budget on that. That would be cool. Yeah. The only other one I think. Bosk don't you think could... it's obvious though? Now it's the huts. Huts are the main villain. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chrysanthemum is the muscle that's probably going to fight Boba in a, in a climactic yeah. final battle. Yep. I don't know. We could come early though. This is still early. We're, only, we're, we're two only out of seven. In five to go. I mean, and they've they've covered a lot of ground. You know, like Boba's already wearing his like garb we see him in in Mandalorian. So yeah, wait, you know, we're, we're being conservative with is our Watto still out there. Oh yeah, Watto's still a, still a possibility. Do we get Watto? In- we might get a Watto cameo. I would love a Watto cameo. <laughs> I would love it. That's the thing. It's like, you know, I, I really enjoyed the sequels and I love them, but they just like disregarded the the prequels in a lot of ways. And it's just like, no, they happened and they were awesome. You know, yeah. the prequels were awesome. Like, let's I mean, let's I not mean, let's just honor this, them this, and build on them. Is, they were leaning they into were episode two. Inspired. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it, I mean, there's the Filoni aspect, too, and he's going to want to drag in one of his people, too. But yeah, I mean, but be. dude, Black K is like. Is a lister like pull. It's not a Filoni yeah, pull. It's like a it's a I mean, it's a I, sweet character. Like, yeah, actively cheered when that happened. Yeah, I but did like it a, a sense, power though, slide given... across my living room on my knees like. A yeah, from yeah, it's kind of the greatest reveal. Like when you you didn't think the hut reveal. It's almost like in the, I know. that episode of Curb where like they run in, he runs into a glass like door and then spills wine like the plot <laughs> first scene. like like back to back like it's just so yeah. good like the back to back reveals. Well, and like... even they even shoot Black K from behind 
And it, it's not clear that it's a Wookiee, but I'm like, oh, this is going to be some cool alien looking thing. Like, my mind wasn't even thinking, of course, uh, it's going to be a known character because they already had the huts. Like, you're not what that you That Wookiee looks like it would snap you in half. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, the upshots. It was the most menacing thing I've ever seen on screen. Like, yeah. I was just like, it's the, yeah, the, the, you know, cheers to the props, props to the props people. Yeah. And um, the, yeah. the costume design, because it was perfect. Striking, 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 fearsome. And then yeah. the cinematography. And the growling, Broadway. almost like a lion's growl, yeah. more than yeah. like Wookiee moan. Like Chewbacca yeah. would just kind of like mope or mope around. <laughs> and <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this was like straight up samples of yeah. like lions on the Serengeti. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, dude, we're going to, this is, this, this Wookiee's going to destroy Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because that was like a staple part. We, I mean, we mentioned this kind of earlier, but of Boba Fett's thing is he had Wookiee braids on as part of his um, his yeah. uniform and yeah. had him tagged on there. I like wonder one of my favorite things that they doesn't get a lot of airtime is he has like a samurai's um, display for his armor in his bedroom and his mm. like, you know, his back to room. And uh, I just wonder if like somewhere there, I don't know, probably he lost all those, um, all those braids in the Sarlacc. They probably got melted or melted maybe, but maybe he'll have a a new one to put on there after. Dude, imagine that if he like kills Black K and then puts a black braid, like Wookiee braid on his. Yeah, we did. We already had a precedence where um, that Trandoshan brought in a Wookiee pelt. That was this tribute was a Wookiee belt. Oh, right, right, right. In, yeah. in episode one. Yeah. Um, so there's some there's some stuff there like they know. I don't know. I mean, that that's pretty genius. Yeah. That's pretty much genius. It's great. So I don't know. They're, they're, I think there will be another Filoni shoe that'll drop. But I, I'm really impressed that they, they haven't done that. Like Filoni's done that a lot. I love all his characters. I'm glad he's bringing them back. But it's like. There's other characters that other amazing creators yep. in the Star Wars galaxy have have created, and like, let's pull on those a little bit for the hardcores like us and our listeners. I, just, I love when they do that stuff. It just makes everything integrated and and smart, and just right. like again, like you said, it's not it's not just from Filoni's you know sandbox. Right, it's playing with other characters, which is awesome. Yeah, and I, I mean, I really feel like Robert Rodriguez is a hardcore star. He's such a hard. Yeah. I feel it too. Yeah. But and did Favreau wrote this episode too, right? He did. I think yeah. he wrote the whole season. He, wow, that's amazing. I wonder if Rodriguez, because Rodriguez is directing three episodes, and I wonder if they're going to be three in a row, and if he wrote them, I wonder if we're going to get like a little like Rodriguez side. arc. Yeah, like honestly, like maybe that's when they go to Now How to. Right, old death for episodes. Yeah. What if it well, like the scene when we do get balls to the walls, Boba with helmet on, it's going yeah. to be, it's going to be an all-out action sequence, I imagine. And yeah. So I imagine Rodriguez might direct that sequence, and that sequence might be mm-hmm. like the big uh, character development through action moment where it's first, it's a verse a character that's means a lot which is i th- i think atakam razor i think black chrysanthemum is the villain of this or is like the opponent for boba in this right. show he's the guy we're talking and about. it's gonna be like the thing yeah because we're talking about like another character showing up and i think it's just it's it's this new wookie character and that's yeah. going to be the threat that we have to, that boba has to overcome and it's going to be pretty basic yep. in that regard but then also i think there's a lot of development to speed 
be seen there too. Well, and you'll get your, right, and you'll do that. You'll get your two matchups, right? You'll get the one where Boba Fett gets his butt handed to him, right? And then he'll have the rematch. Or at the, end of the season. Or in episode three or four, the sisters, uh, the sorry, the twins send Black K, and he kills Black K. And then yeah. he like then he he goes to the next level in, you know, Enter the Dragon or whatever. Like he he goes to the next level and he goes to Nalhada. And then that's where they sick, you know, Forlom and Zuckus on him. What if what if he reasons with Black K though? Like I think Boba Fett's ability now is reasoning. I think he's learning it's a diplomat? Java. Yeah. I think yeah, I wouldn't even call him a diplomat because I think he's just got the Michael Corleone kind of like Okay. Yeah. It could be like He's just going to like it's gonna it's he's he's kind of strong arming people at the same time as just being stern about like getting the truth and I feel like he's, he might get the truth that he might lodge he might reason with Black or Santan and then they might they could turn on the huts yeah they could team up maybe wow. that would be that's cool. an epic then you're like whoa like I mean, that group is growing the family I mean, that's the growing. comic book arc right is they'll fight and then they'll team up yeah right yeah. Right, and Black K picks the winner. Like he doesn't, he doesn't want to work for a loser, you know. Yeah, and you and know, were... you know, he has a fantastic point of view. We just haven't heard him speak yet. Like I'm sure, yeah, it's a lot of fun dialogue. That would be really great. Subtitles of Black K, just like mm-hmm. dropping science. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Maybe we'll speak basic. I thought he could in the con- in the comic. That'd be weird. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that would be really oh, weird. Okay. All I ever think of is is the. Uh, they hire Michael Caine as Black Chrysanthemum. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> they've only had, they've only, in old canon, they only ever had one Wookiee who could speak Wait. basic, and that's because he had a speech impediment. You see? And that was, that was canon. That was, uh, that was introduced by Timothy Zahn in The Heir of the Empire. They go to, they Real meet life. someone, and there's a whole scene where this Wookiee's talking basic to Han and Leia. You and can't kill the huts as long as I'm holding this bowcaster. <laughs> I think, yeah. Leia says going to blow your time. bloody doors off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Can we recast this? Oh my god. Let's do it. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. I just love Michael King. <laughs> Except for this one movie I just found on Netflix and it's like some Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so terrible. Um, but Michael Kane, you know, whatever. Yeah. I can do no wrong. Um yeah. I don't know. It's going to be great. This has opened up a, a huge Pandora's box. I'd be like, this is just the beginning. Like, if yeah. they were able to do this, uh, who knows what we'll be talking about next week? Like, yeah, it, like that's what I mean. Like, it could be you kill Black K next week, and then it's like another level of something or other. Or they could slow. I mean, this has been a slow playing thing. It could slow down. We may not see Black K at all next week. Yeah, I have high. I have high hopes though. Like, first week super happy. Second week exponentially happier. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah so i don't know it's a great trajectory super fun they got all, they have all the elements here and they're I, as far as i'm concerned they're doing everything um that i i would my heart desires agreed yeah i'm getting all the sustenance star wars sustenance right on well we'll talk to you uh next week it'll uh, be released a little later next week but uh we'll do it to it We've got a new book coming out. We're going to cover that um, soon as well. Will that be next week? We've got a High Republic book. Um, we're going to get that in there. Yeah. And um, yeah, and there'll be a, soon a lot of comic book arcs are all going to end at the same time. And we're going to be covering mm-hmm. 
um, later in this month, but uh, we got our hands full with uh, Boba Fett right now. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, lucky us and lucky you. Incredible golden age of Star Wars continues. Yeah, true. Uh, true. Even in tough times, we're still getting incredible Star Wars content. Yes, we're. Uh, that's something to be grateful for. So we did it. Um, hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to us. We really appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. May the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always.